Okay, welcome to tonight's game of Stranded in the Southlands, our Fate of Midgard game. I I'm... really want you to just be like, good evening. Welcome. Like all Vincent Price? Like one night. <laughs> all right, sure, let's do it. Let's go for it. Good evening, and welcome to Stranded in the Southlands. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I am your Game Master Porter, and this is our Fate of Midgard game in the Kobold Press world of Midgard. We are uh, very excited to be playing tonight, and here we have Aaron and Tiffany, our two players. Uh, go, Let's go ahead and introduce your characters. Aaron, take it away. I am Aaron, and I play Eleanor Westergaard, and she is a human sorceress. Her high aspect, I've actually changed it slightly. So before, if you recall, she was a glamorous infiltrating enforcer. And I kind of feel like her hunter roots have really come to the forefront. And she's starting to um, kind of get in touch with that hunter part of her. And so um, I've changed her high concept to glamorous infiltrating hunter. Her trouble has stayed the same. Everything else has actually stayed the same. Venom in my veins is the trouble. Fantastical facades, the Westergaard family business, and Lady on a Mission are her other aspects. And then her piece of gear is his dagger. Awesome. And Tiffany, go ahead and introduce us to your character. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric earthen enchantress. Her trouble is stop selling. Her aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. She misses her grove, and she's becoming increasingly uncomfortable with this desert scenario. Um, and there have been some very real... Uh, changes to the gear aspects where um she has acquired the winter court dagger that has that was holding the note um to nefrini's door uh she was inspecting it when she was reading the note and as we were whisked away she pocketed it and so she now has a dagger from the winter court um, and the staff of Four Seasons, the beloved staff of Four Seasons, was sacrificed to save Tata's life and is now broken. So I have the Which broken pieces. Which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I have the broken pieces. I plan on repairing it in some manner. Um, but at present, it is broken. So to the, that's a perfect segue to uh, how about the two of you... Remind us of what happened last time. What stood out to you from our last session in Perbestet? So we began it with um, Sadiq taking us. Was that his name? Yep. yep. Um, Sadiq taking us to the flood, which was an area of Perbestet that was all underwater. And I guess not all underwater. We didn't go underwater, but right. there. There were it's all like on. half sunken houseboats and yes. buildings and stuff. So we went there and we met the Shadows of Blood and we sort of told them about um, Eleanor's affliction and they had a solution, which was awesome. They said that they could um, give her these special tattoos that would let her actually tap into her vampiric power um, without 
causing her to have to drink blood because these tattoos would sort of disperse that thirst if she, you know, can use it sparingly. Um, however, with this, they wanted us to go with uh, Tata, and he was a catfolk, if I recall, mm -hmm. and we had to go retrieve a sacred scroll down from a crypt. Mm -hmm. So we went with Tata, and we fought our way through the tomb, <laughs> and uh, I think I think Tiffany ought to tell the rest of it. Yeah, we managed to navigate our way through puzzles and uh, noxious um, fungus and skeleton fights. And when we opened up and met the mummy, ooh, that was a scene where we, <laughs> the mummy was holding the scroll and we reached down to get it and the hand reached up and grabbed the wrist. <laughs> and its eyes and... were glowing red. Oh, I got chills. Um, and uh, so now it's uh, the big mummy fight, and we tried to escape with our lives. And uh, we had some rough rolls with some dire consequences. <laughs> you almost did not escape, Tiffany. Very much. Um, but she did because Tata saved her. He did. Oh, the valiant. Tata the valiant. Um, so we ended up, yeah, trying to scurry up the rope uh, to get up out of the um, out of the well, which was sabotaged by the crocodiles above us. Because I failed my role. Yeah. <laughs> and so in our escape for our lives up the rope that we reaffixed to the side of the well, um, yeah, I got, no, it was the chase that I got dragged down and face palmed by a mummy yep. and I'm currently suffering from mummy rot in the face. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> and, uh, as we ascended the rope, the, um, the mummy grabbed my ankle and Tata cut off its arm and dove down and said, save yourselves. And we got up to the top of the well and we just saw his torchlight go out. And in, um, in what I believe to be a, um, a worthy attempt to save his life, I tossed, I charged up and tossed him the staff of four seasons, uh, to help him out down there. And he survived. Barely. We dragged him back to the Shadows of Blood um, with a broken staff, but a very much alive Tata. Which was so cool. I really like Tata <laughs> now. <laughs> so then I got my tattoos. Yep. So that's great. And then we decided to head out of town, but we wanted to stop by Nefrini's and maybe just see how things were going, let her know what was going on, and maybe see if we could grab a couple of those figs to take with us because we are definitely going to need them. Um, however, when we entered the temple, uh, we were not welcomed with uh, happy greetings. She was actually quite angry at us because apparently we've been leaving a path of chaos and death and destruction <laughs> and fire to stalls and the Grimalkin eye is off doing who knows what with henna and um 
So she wasn't very happy with us, but then she showed us a letter that had been left on her door, um, and it had been hung by an icy magical dagger that basically told her or whoever you know was meant to receive the note that the daughters of the oasis walk the earth and whoever brings the uh was it the shadow fae brings the shadow fae the the, the moonlit king of oh. the winter the, oh, the, the ruler winter. of the winter court yes the winter court whoever brings him what we carry yeah gets something good and so now we know that there are people after us yep and Nefrini said she wanted nothing to do with the figs, so she gave us the whole carton of figs back and told us that we were banished from Perbastet and we should never come back. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to introduce a, in the wake of that, I'm introducing a new campaign aspect of you are, you, you're not just pursued, you are pursued by Shadow Fae. I feel like it's kind of... Uh, like on the Mandalorian, how everyone is after Mando oh, as yeah. a child. Yeah. And like, I Basically. feel like that's kind of us now. Like, we've got a price on our head. You do. So anyway, that left, uh, that's how we wrapped up last session. So we're going to take today with you exiting Per Bastet and heading out across the desert on a magic carpet. It's pretty awesome. Oh, no. Oh! <laughs> a dazzling place I never knew. Anyway, um, she, like didn't, she didn't. She wanted us gone so bad. She didn't even ask for it back. Totally. I she know. Just was like, get out. I don't care. Just leave. I feel yes. like we kind of win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was yeah, totally. A, that was totally. A, could we lose some more? Like, yeah. That I was. Mean, yeah. There's like a bounty, and like you know, we're wanted by God knows who, but you know. Got carpet. Yeah. <laughs> that means it's travel and style. That's pretty good. So we also um, took a major milestone at this point. So every so the uh, the players got an additional refresh. They were ab also able to increase one of their approaches by one. And I'd like to add that we both increased fast because our cardio is doing <laughs> some good things. We have been working out. It's true. Lots. Do, yeah, fair amount of running, fair amount of hasty retreats. I feel like we're we're yeah. getting in pretty good we're shape fast. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was funny that you both chose that. Yeah. So <laughs> with like very little debate too. We're like, I'm adding it to fast. How about you? Definitely fast. Yeah. Yes, fast. We are fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So we we begin with you taking off on your on your carpet across the. Uh, across the desert and if you look at the map of the Nuria Natal region and the area between Perbastet and the great city of Nuria it's basically a big windy river delta area where the river Nuria weaves its way east and west back and forth until it passes Nuria and then from Nuria it heads kind of north out into um out into the middle sea However, um, so for most people traveling this road, there are several trade paths that you can take that kind of run along the sides of the of the river. Some there will be a, there's a lot of ocean or not ocean. Sorry, there's a lot of river barges that will, you know, uh, navigate their way up the river and make their way to Nuria by water. However, because you're on the carpet, you have the option to go as the as the 
crow flies. So yes, you're flying northwest over these rocky hills, um, basically between Perbastet over to Harak and Coromel, and then up into Nuria. Um, so as you're taking off over these rocky hills, it's very, um, it's a very, se- turns into a se- very severe desert landscape, not the sandy dune kind of desert, but that um, rocky wasteland kind of desert lots of uh lots of uh steep drop-offs lots of little um slot canyons and gullies and that that kind of stuff this would be in nearly impossible to make your way through on foot um but you guys are not on foot you're on a magic carpet so as you take off across the hills as you are going along you we're going to we're going to kind of run this as a as a series of montage between now and getting you to Nuria because I know that's we want to kind of move along to that space so I'm going to zoom we're going to kind of zoom out of the the next couple of days we're not going to get super duper detailed um so that we can get you to Nuria today well and I kind of feel like before we left we went shopping we yeah. made sure we had provisions you know we weren't heading out into this blind yeah. and it wasn't like you know when we we're stranded from the oasis and had nothing. And we're like, what are we going to do? Like right. we are prepared. You we know prepared. exactly what we're doing. Um, so as you are heading out over these rocky cliffs, you are um, coming along and there is, uh, you notice that off to the, off to the side of, of uh, what you're approaching, there's a, there's sort of a rocky spire coming up out of the, the, the hilly terrain. And, as you are coming along, you suddenly see a pair of enormous wings open up out of the uh, the top of the spire, and a enormous bird, the size of a house, lifts up off of the top of this pillar and and squawks at you with a that you can feel like reverberating in your bones, and it actually it starts flapping its wings and lifting itself off. You are flying yourself right by the nest of a really frighteningly large bird. Um, Mira, you might know what one of these is. Um, would you give me a clever roll? I would. Come on, druid. I've never seen a bird before in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> She's a plant lady. Not a she lady. is a plant lady. I got plus two, but I got a minus four on the Oh, dice. dear. Yeah. Well, you've got a lot of fate points. I mean... I'm not going to name a bird. You do have... A, by the way, how many fate points do you both have? Are we... Do we refresh when we left, or did we refresh when we get there? We are refreshing at the, for the, at the beginning of this session. I'm at five. You are at five. So you have a you you are carrying big money fate points. I have three. <laughs> you have three. All right, cool. So you uh so yeah, you are not entirely sure but you know it's a big ass bird. And it is <laughs> it is like the size of what you imagine dragons being like, but it's definitely a bird. And it looks not very happy that you guys are flying yep. so close to its nest. So um this is a uh this uh, this it is coming after you its objective is to scare you guys away but it is looking violently it looks like it's going wants to take a fairly violent approach how do you guys want to react 
I want to um, use my fantastical facades to make us appear really big so that we scare it away. Ooh. Oh, kind I like of like that. the whole idea if like a bear comes after you or uh-huh. you know you don't run maybe it's more of a cat I can't remember one of the animals that comes after you you make yourself look bigger one of the giant predators you just look larger <laughs> yeah. that's what we're gonna go for really fast okay all right go for it so I I feel like uh, I feel like speed is particularly of the essence here uh, fast I think this I'm fast because you're fast now <laughs> my cardio is kicking in. Okay, so I've got um, zero on the dice, so I've got a plus two. So, difficulty and three. And I'm going to pay fate point because this is what this I do. This is absolutely what you do. Yes, this is totally your wheelhouse. Okay. And we all of a sudden look huge. Awesome. So, yeah, you are now an enormous pair of folks on a... <laughs> um, on a magic carpet. So it comes swooping after you, and it, as soon as you grow, it, like, wheels away... And it still it, it like curves around because it's an it's an enormous thing, so it doesn't turn on a dime very well. But uh, it sort of circles around its um, its spire and keeps squawking very angrily and does another swoop back around. But it's it's clearly taken changed its its mind from I'm gonna I'm gonna eat you to uh, I just want to like keep you away. So as long as you guys keep flying on. It seems like it's it's happy to uh, deal just deal with um, deal with you and let you leave. Do we need to get the eggs for anything? I'm not risking. Do you that. feel like stealing Let's a go. tangling to get giant bird <laughs> eggs? I don't know. Maybe we could sell them in there. I'm sure you could sell them. Is it? That's a. This is a very valid question. Do you want to go tangle with a giant bird to get it to potentially get its eggs? You know, we've been watching the Croods with our toddler, <laughs> and so I kind of feel like we should go get the egg. I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> but no, <laughs> ah. have you seen the Croods? I haven't, but I just my druid sensibility is kicking in. I don't want to be stealing anybody's babies, especially oh, big ass birds who are pissed off at me. True. Okay, we don't need to steal the eggs. Okay. I think it's just because of the Croods. <laughs> All right, so you take the uh, better part of valor and run away. very good all right well that works uh, that or that is uh that is that works very well so carrie so you you continue on down the uh down the desert as you are heading out the rocky the the rocky um area kind of gives way and you find you actually see a really on on just on the other edge of a the other side of a ridge line you see your first bit of green you see a lush isolated pocket oasis sitting in a uh, um you know the 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 river everything surrounding the river like carries a a little border of green around it but this is a ways away from the river and Mira, you can actually kind of tell from the terrain that like the river Nuria once upon a time probably ran by this oasis and has since over time migrated over to, to where it is now and has kind of left this oasis um, isolated. But this is still green, a gr- you know, green little pocket surrounded by bleakness. And it's, it's getting just... into the evening and is about time to find somewhere to camp for the night. 
treehouse, 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 treehouse. <laughs> I just need to be by something green. I need to be by water. I'm seeing things growing out of the ground that aren't necessarily thorny and prickly and barren. Let's go. I'm kind of I, feeling like this is a trap. I I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that's a compel for you for for yeah, I miss my I, I growth, Tiffany. I'm willing to admit that I know it's a trap. I don't care. I just I need we we gotta go. Tiffany, take a fate point. Yes. Not that you need more, but take one. <laughs> I know. I'm like I need the fate points. <laughs> it's okay. She'll share. Mary's very nice. Eleanor, I'm sure that. An abandoned oasis and adjacent to a large city and specially surrounded by such such barren stretches. I, I feel like we have to go here for the night. I feel like I need to be by a tree of any kind. Oh, I mean, I, I am very tired. It's been a long day and that bird was not very... That was not very fun to to go through. So, yes, I could definitely use a break. Um, if, if you think that this is a safe place to be, then well, at the sure. very least, I have more to work with. I don't, I can't guarantee that it is without its dangers or hazards, but at the very least, I, I feel like I am more tapped into where I feel most comfortable. Should we be in need of defense? Or at the very least, some comforts for the night. I could make us some nice mossy pillows. We could maybe find a tree house. We could just whip up of some kind. Some <laughs> lovely foliage to shade the morning sun would just be lovely to wake up in that dappled sunshine. I just... <laughs> you, all right. All you, right, Mira. You touch down into the oasis. The uh, the, the sun is um, slow, is just about to make its way to the ridgeline. You still have a little while of, of light left, but not a lot. So you have, uh, you need to like kind of set up your, um, your camping, your campsite for the night. So as you, uh, it's, it's surrounded by, it's got a watery center and it is surrounded by a good, um, a, a good area of, of lush, uh, shrubs and trees. And it is, um, it's very, very peaceful. And in fact, it's interesting you notice, Mira, that it doesn't it has water, but the water doesn't like run. You don't there's no water the water isn't nothing is coming in or out. It's like a self-contained watering hole. Um which is unusual, but definitely not unheard of. So uh you guys are able to kind of touch down at the at the edge and then kind of work your way in. It's not so dense that you can't like see where you're going. It's kind of um it's uh sparse so you can you can you have decent lines of sight through stuff but it is a it is a nice decently sized area like the overall space of the entire thing is probably about the size of a football field hmm. with a with a big water feature in the middle is there like is it populated are there is there anybody else here are that oh, apparently that we can see is there wildlife is there any animals that are drinking or anything so you do not see any other people and and you have good enough lines of sight that you pretty sure you 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 if someone else was camping here you'd probably be able to see them um you do see little um wildlife small animals around the area um so you see some snakes you've seen some 
you see birds, you see um, a few small mammals in the trees. It's a very, um, it's still a very, you know, the animal stuff to be pretty rugged because it's still a, in the middle of a very rough area. Uh, you don't see any large game or anything like that, but you, there is life here. It is definitely alive. So how, tell, tell, tell me how you, uh, how you set up camp. You know, I'm really looking to Mira. She is the survival expert she here. She has promised me mossy pillows <laughs> and a treehouse. So I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of go wash up um, by the water feature, take a peek at that. And I'm going to let her get going on on those little homey comforts. I got this. This is, I, <laughs> this is just, I am more than happy to set up our camp. I feel like and I don't mean this is getting way too much of the details, but I love this stuff. Like, I want to feel like we talked about what we would best want to acquire. And I think that having one tent for both of us, having like a two man tent is better, yeah. like safety in numbers rather yes. than having like two separate little tents. Oh, totally. Yes. And warmth. Yes, exactly. Um, and um, so what I've, what I'm, I'm like setting up our tent and getting all the poles up. And then once like the structure is up and the covers are, are the shelter is, is put up, then I'm like on my knees with my hands in the grass and I'm like channeling my power so that I can like grow up some like little ferns in the corner and bring some like fresh kind of oxygen producing plants on the in like little house plants but like inside the tent <laughs> and like making it nice and green and then bringing forth this like basically making like a bed of moss like a camp pad so it's like the surface on which we are sleeping it like where the bed rolls go is like basically like a three inch memory foam of moss so that it's like nice and cushy and um, and basically, cause I know which direction that we're, we're facing. I'm, I'm, um, sort of angling the trees such that the limbs will block any like direct sun that might wake us too early that I just want to make sure that it's like a nice, lovely shaded shelter for us to wake up to in the morning. Very nice. So Tiffany, I do, I do need you to give me a, um, a, a single role to represent kind of all the magic that you're tossing around. So that's got to be focused because absolutely you have your and you have absolutely time on you have time on your side yeah okay so that's zero on the dice but uh plus three focus yep that's fine thank you um while she's doing this i'm taking a look at the figs i want to make sure that they're all good everything's ship shape with them and then i also am going to take three of them mm -hmm. and I'm going to put them in my little pouch where I have the necklace because I've got like that little kind of secret money pouch that's that I wear on my person yeah, yeah. um because oh, I, I'm assuming that we can't have the whole carton of figs on us at all times um but I definitely want to make sure that we mm -hmm. have a few of the figs just in, case just in case the shit hits the fan and yeah. bad things happen okay cool yeah, putting good. them in, not necessarily all in one container. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, you 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 get yourself set up, and it is the the sun, uh, you, just in time for the darkness uh, to set in because 
out here when the sun sets, it gets very, very dark very fast. It'd be nice if we had a fire. Do you want to set up a fire? Yeah. Okay, so you set up a fire. Oh, but then people are going to see things will you do see become, us. However, fire also keeps, like, most animals away and that kind of thing, too. So, uh, yeah, fire okay. is not a bad idea. Okay. Um, you're in a... There, there's a reason that this oasis is, like, unpopulated. It is not on the trade road. So, the it's unlikely that unless someone else is, like similarly on a flying carpet on a flying carpet like you're, there's a reason this place is isolated and alone okay okay so as the uh as the evening sets in you've had you've had a meal it's um it's getting it's getting dark and you lay down you lay down for sleep um are you keeping watch are you both gonna go to bed how are you i think we should i i think that we should keep watch Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just take shifts. Yep. Okay. All right. So, who is on the uh, who is on the first watch? Um. Do you want to take it? Mira? Yeah, I'll take the first watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm too excited to be here that I'm I just like I don't <laughs> want to close my eyes. I just want to like I want to just listen to the wind rustle the leaves, and I want to feel the grass beneath my feet. I'm just so excited. I could just sit here and just listen to trees for the whole night. we have a whole campaign about listening to the trees (laughs) so speaking of listening to the trees mira you hear you're you're listening to the song of the four of the of the oasis it's the birds and the insects and the wind through the leaves and it in and and as you're listening suddenly you realize that there really is music and it's gorgeous and there is actually a very light it's almost like the breeze is singing and then it's definitely singing there is definitely singing going on and it is absolutely enchanting and in fact you you feel it uh you feel it drawing you to come to come come find it and come find the voice singing in the in the oasis. <laughs> Into the unknown. Okay. I've been watching way too many shows with my toddler. <laughs> so, um, so Tiffany, uh, I would like you to make a, a defend role and you can use, you can use focus. Um, this is because that's based, this is basically a will resistance mm-hmm. um against a five. Ooh, all right and it is trying to compel you create a compel uh, an aspect okay so that's zero on the dice no help on the dice but i have a focus of three okay and i will i will pay a fate point to resist that thrall because i feel it and i i want to give in but but cooler heads are prevailing and I know it's a trap, it's probably bad. Okay. So I'm going to at least tie it. So I am going to pay one of my GM fate points to Ooh. up the ante and bring that to a seven. Oh, no. Okay. Um, I seriously want you just to bust out into, into the unknown <laughs> and go wake the angry spirits of the Oasis up. It is the... the 
the uh, it's catching your interest and the voice intensifies and is calling you on to come find it and see the see the 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 true majesty of this oasis you do love the oasis i do (laughs) i want to resist but i don't know what i have and i'm wondering if there's any kind of Almost like I'm willing to give in. So, uh, so actually, really on your original, to... on your original fate point, you do have to spend a, um, you do have to spend a, or you do have to uh, invoke an aspect, one of your aspects, in order to do it. I don't think this is a particularly. Um, I think your. Oh, well, I, de- I mean, my, my, Your high concept. my I'm invoking to add my plus two is definitely I miss my grove. Okay. Where it's like, I am just so overcome by the majesty of this place that I'm like, I'm tapping back into this like deep connection to the forest and I know something is up. Okay, fair. That works. Because this does not track. Very good. So if you want to do spend more fate points, you have to, you do have to be able to have another if you want to yeah. keep fight, keep res- keep resisting, um, and note that one more fade point is still going to put you at a tie. So, yeah. oh, rough. Which will mean they get that the uh, the opposition will get a uh, will will get a um, no aspect no no in no invokes and it'll be a a modified aspect and it won't have the full effect that they were trying to create on you. So a tie is a significant, mm-hmm. is, is a, is a meaningful um, change. Yeah. Cause right now it is going to succeed. So it's your call. How catastrophic a failure <laughs> would I have um, that could possibly wake up Eleanor? What do you mean? I'm just, I'm curious if like, if I disappear into the trees Eleanor's probably going to totally stay asleep and not even know I left. It's true. And I'm just wondering if I like answer the thrall with, I'm coming! I will be there! Where are you? And I just like scamp off. That actually sounds like a pretty good result of a tie is that you are, is, uh... (laughs) Can she pay another fate point? If she can, yeah, you can pay another fate point. I mean, you, you got a a big money I can't point. invoke the same aspect multiple times. You though, cannot right? invoke the same aspect, so yeah. you, you need something. Um, you do need to do something else. I mean, I feel like as the caretaker of the figs, I've spent enough time by myself amongst trees. <laughs> amongst and... magical oases? Yeah, exactly. I've spent a fair a clock All right. of hours in fair the enough. forest. I'll take that. All right, you want to pay another fate point? Yes. Okay, so um, what we'll say is that the uh, the the aspect is is uh, is still a um, is still a charming siren song. Uh, actually, no. Let's let's say uh, the the aspect is come to, is is come to me, mm-hmm. and however, um, if they do not get in any free invokes on it, and you absolutely like in your sort of days you you totally stumble over some stuff and make a big loud racket um and then continue on your way and Aaron 
uh, Eleanor is woken up by the racket and you poke your head out to see Mira wandering away. Um, and you hear the song too now. Oh no! It's not affecting you. It's not affecting you though because it's not you're not the target. Oh. But you hear it. So I see Mira sort of walking away in that Sleeping Beauty hypno trance. Yep. She's walking up to the tower, and she calls out, "Mira, Mira, get back here, <laughs> Mira!" And I take. I have my... to follow this music. The forest is singing. We have to find out where it's coming from. Mira, it's late. Come back to the tent. Don't make me come out there and get you. The trees, they're calling to me. Mira, so late. I'm tired. Is she still going? She's still, well, she's still walking. Okay, well, I'm going to go out there and grab her. Okay. Um, so go ahead and you make an overcome. Um, and I feel over... like this is bold. Oh, you're trying to like, I know I'm over fast. I'm real fast. I don't think fast. I'm like quickly <laughs> running to get her. I don't think fast is quite the, oh. no, you could be brutal. You could, you know, you could slap her out of it. Yes. I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We're going to get more bonuses if we do it brutally. What you got to do. No. Well, that's not great. Negative two on the dice. And a plus two on Brutal equals a net of zero. Okay. You going to do anything about that or let it stand? I've only got two fate points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a long road from here to Nuria. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm going to pay a fate point. Which takes me down so to one fate point. Difficulty is two, so this will give you a tie. Yes, because I am a glamorous infiltrating hunter, and I know something is up, and I'm... I feel like Westergaard family business is more of, like, you know, uh, yes. you recognize that, like, this is some sort of, like, okay. some sort of siren thing that cannot be good. Yes. So I'm going to invoke the Westergaard family business. Okay. Because I know this is not right. Okay. And so that gives you a tie. That'll give you a tie okay. on overcoming the aspect. Okay. So which will not be enough to get rid of it, but it gives you a boost on your next attempt. I'm thinking, what do you what do you do to uh, brutally try and get her out of the I deep? grab her. I grab okay. her and I'm trying to, like, shake her. I mean, I don't want to slap her yet, but we're getting there. All right. <laughs> the hand's warming up. Yes. <laughs> All right. So you are a, you're a physical, you're a physical barrier now. Yes. All right. So, Tiffany, you are, um, you are being affected by the, by come, you know, the song, come to me, and you, it's calling to you and you feel it. Uh, drawing you on you your options are you can try to fight it and you could actually let you'll be able to leverage the boost that that uh uh eleanor just got just got because she's shaking you and and restraining you um you can uh also just go for it and not fight against it um and 
sorry. So th those are kind of your, you can, and once you've given into it, it will kind of run its course. Um, I might compel the aspect against you, but I have not done so yet to force your hand. Um, I feel like the, the, the rattling probably yeah. shook something loose and, and, uh, reignited my will to, to resist. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll to shake the thrall one more time. I think focus is appropriate. Okay. That is a plus two on the dice to my focus of three. So five. Okay, good. So that, uh, definitely lets you, um, break through the, uh, break through the aspect. So you are no longer being charmed by this siren song. Um, the music, you still hear the music, but it's, it's no longer, uh, but you're in control now. Mm -hmm. And you still, you see a glowing shape up ahead in the, uh, near the water's edge. Um, and it, it does look vaguely humanoid and it is, it, it's, uh, still calling out to you. So at this point, um, it is going to try and reassert itself against both of you and is going to kind of try to press, try to press the issue. So for both of you, our, our, uh, the song like presses back against both of you and Mira, you uh, need to resist a three and, uh, Eleanor needs to resist a two. I'm basically splitting the shifts of the song against each of you. Okay. And oh, I lost. Okay. So one of my dice hopped out of my box. Do I just reroll the one? And yeah. Yeah. That's in? fine. <laughs> I'm going to cover my ears. And that's brutal. That sounds clever. Okay. These dice suck. Yeah, those are, they kind of hate oh, you tonight. No. I got a minus two on the dice, and I've got a three in clever, but that's only going to give me a one. So, Mira that's didn't nice. end up using the boost. Okay. From your physical um, altercation last time. Okay. I would let you use the boost this time, and in return, uh, Mira. Uh, uh, well, actually, let's say it. Let's see if Mira gets charmed. What What did you roll, Mira? Uh, I got zero on the dice, so I'm at blank plus three at focus. Okay, so you tied. So um, you can either take a tie and have a. Compli it'll be complicated. It'll it'll be a, a the a reduced effect, kind of same as before. It'll affect you, but it doesn't get any invokes. Um, in which case, Eleanor can use the boost and be free, or you can let Eleanor get charmed, and you can have a clean a clean escape. Yeah. And then, <laughs> how uh, do you two want to play this? I think having the. Uh... The more brutal between us be the stronger willed, I think totally makes way more sense. So she can have the boost and uh, I'll take a complication. Okay. So the, so the, uh, the, the, the voice washes over you again. And this time, instead of a, instead of a, a inviting come to me, it's a more demanding come to me now. And, um, it does not have any invokes, but it is 
affecting you. Um, you realize that the, the, you feel the song like pressing into your brain, but you're able to, you're fo- you're more focused on shaking and uh, trying to restrain Mira that it does, it isn't, a, it doesn't sink in, but you feel it like tugging at the edges of your, uh, at the edges of your, your, your mind. And you realize that Mira is like, pu- it, it, you feel her pushing forward again. You know what? I'm going to let Mira go and I'm going to follow her and I'm going to kill this thing. Okay. All right. So you, uh, as Mira starts walking forward towards the water's edge, you see a glowing blue creature in the, uh, in the water. And Mira, you recognize this as a, um, as a nymph. However, it is, it is not, and you, you know, your nymphs, you know, your, uh, some of your, forest fae it's not the type of nymph that should be here this is a sea nymph and she's she's lovely her hair is flowing down from her head and kind of wrapped around her body like sea almost like sea foam and her uh, her uh, her eyes are very very wide and her her lips are full in an almost fish-like way it's almost it's a little weird and her her uh, her hands are you can see as her as her hands are beckoning to you that they're webbed and she's from the ocean and she's in this landlocked oasis um and uh eleanor you are less familiar with what type of but you recognize a like fey creature when you see one so you know it's a you recognize that this is a water fay of some kind. Mira, I know that you want to go here and I'm going to let you. But there is there is something in the water. I don't know if you can see it, but there is definitely something in the water. I know, doesn't she just sing the most beautiful song? Can you hear it? Oh, doesn't it just move you? It's so beautiful, I have to get closer. What is it? So I am now going to spend my last GM fate point for this scene, which is a compel on the charmed aspect come to me now. She is, she's like hitting the crescendo of her song. So... Mira, you can either go with it and just accept the accept that it's happening, or you can pay your own fate point to deny that compel. But if you accept it, then you are heading to her. You will get a fate point after the scene. After I'm dead and I drown. <laughs> Don't worry, I will um, let you drown. If you survive, uh, call me again. <laughs> Um, oh, God, I mean... I'm going to, like, drink her blood or something. (laughs) I don't know, I'm teasing. (laughs) I mean, it's like the curiosity is almost a thrall in and of itself. Absolutely. Like, the, the untethered parts of my brain are like, what are you doing here? And the tethered parts of my brain are like, of course, I'll come to... I mean, I personally want to see where this goes, so I'll take the fade point and uh, I'll let my clear-headed friend behind me 
All right. As Corey, You're welcome. You get the fate points. I will clean up the mess <laughs> with no fate points. That's right. You're all welcome. So, Eleanor, you start walking into the water and you feel the water lap around your ankles. And it's so soothing and relaxing. And uh, the, the, the nymph in front of you beckons a hand. It's been so long since I've had company. Please come and come and enjoy the cool water with me and she reach she holds out a hand oh when i slap that hand all right so <laughs> eleanor jumps jumping into action <laughs> so in the interest of not getting ourselves into a protracted combat do you want to kill the nymph or do you want to get mira out of here so what is your objective okay so my objective is is to get Mira. Okay, so um, we're gonna we're we're just gonna keep so we're gonna keep this in challenge mode, not in not not get this into a conflict. So um, you can you can physically intercede in in as she's taking Mira's hand. Yes. Are you tackling the nymph? Are you tackling Mira? Are you? I'm sort of like stepping between them. I don't want Mira to go into the water any further. Yeah. And I don't want the nymph to get a hold of her. Okay. I don't want the nymph to get a hold of me. So if you are heroically interposing yourself, that is bold. If you are tackling Mira or the nymph, that's brutal or fast. Or if you I, are... Um, I'm going to quickly get into the middle of them. I don't necessarily want to tackle Mira because she's in the water. I don't really want to go into the water. The she... nymph... She is in the water. Well, I know, but she, you said it was just like around her ankles. Correct. Yeah. And I don't want deep. to like, I don't want us to face plant into the water. Okay. I don't know how deep it is. I don't know where the drop offs are. Okay. And this nymph is in the water. I don't, I don't want to go into the water. So I want to quickly go in between and stop Mira from going any further and get the nymph's hand out of the way. Okay. Go ahead and go ahead and make a fast. Difficult. Oh, whoo! I've got a plus two to fast, and I got a one on the dice. Okay, so that's a tie. So you succeed in. Uh, it, she does not grab Mira. Okay. In but uh, since there's a complication, instead she grabs me. She grabs you. I pull my dagger. Okay, so next, let's go ahead and take this to the next roll of brutal. So your dagger's involved, that that Dagger is involved. Okay. Okay, so that is a negative one on the dice. And Brutal's plus two, so I've got a negative one. Ugh, and I'm, you're saying that. That is a difficulty three. Three. Okay. This I'm whole challenge use... is mostly difficulty three. I'm gonna use my last fate point, because no one's compelled me. Last fate point. <laughs> And I am invoking Lady on a mission. All right. So what do you do with said dagger? So she tries to grab me, but I mm -hmm. grab her. Grab her, and I pull her in and sort of, um, you know how when you grab someone, you kind of pull them in almost like a dance move, and your arm goes over them so that the dagger is then at their throat? I'm not doing anything. I'm not cutting anyone. I'm not taking anyone captive. I'm just stopping the situation. That is a great move. 
That is a very great move, <laughs> considering your ba barely margin of success. But and sure, there's a lot of style to that one. That would there's a lot of style in that one. All right, so you, you, you. Okay, I could just grab her hand and cut her. Yeah, let's go with it. Okay. Let's go with it. So you, you whip her into a to a bind, and she, um, she is going to lash out at you with a with a um, this is not good. plus no three and she has a ooh, five uh, so this is going to be this is an this is an attack okay so you can defend and oh you want me to defend you can, right you now? can defend yeah so you can defend fast you can well oh Whoa! Four pluses on the dice. That is a. It, I don't think it matters how I defend because I defend. Yes, you. Uh, for for the sake of what so of what happens, how are you defending? So she she lashes out. She tries to like flail like a flail like a like a feral fish in your in your arms and. Uh, well, so since we're close to the shore and I have her kind of in a bind, I kind of do like a little swoopy maneuver mm -hmm. where I throw us both onto the land and I uh, tackle her. Well, I we, we You're defending. Her. This is not an offense maneuver. Oh. So you don't, you still don't get to turn a defense into the offense. You didn't succeed okay. with style. Okay. So, so she flails at me and I catch her hand with mm -hmm. my, well, no, cause I've got her bound up with one hand and the dagger and my mm -hmm. other ones. And then she flail. How is she flailing? She's twisting and clawing, and I tighten my grip. And man, I have been working out. <laughs> and so I mean, I, well, I don't know. Like you're saying, she's flailing. Mm -hmm. So I just tighten my grip on her. Okay, so she's not uh, that that works. I mean, she's just wiggling in my arms. Okay, I don't so... know what I can defend. Okay, so are you going to continue? So now it's back to you. Constrict around her like a boa constrictor. Are you going to try and may? Are you going to try and toss her and get away? Or are you no. going to try and press the? What are you going to try and do? You are in the water, which well, is I'm her. I'm kind of thirsty. Sure. You want to try and? Uh... What does nymph blood do for you? You could certainly find out. So oh, that's like monster on monster action. Usually it's <laughs> monsters with humans. Really? I just like to see his eyes go, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eleanor can't really control herself and she's pissed and she's tired and she does have that box of Tell thirsty. you what, you want a fate point? You're thirsty and Yay! venom in your veins. You can have a fake one, and you go ahead and you take a bite, and we're I gonna will. we'll go ahead and. Uh, I'm taking that bite. Somewhere. And it's not gonna be that 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 effect of the. Um... Okay, so. Wait, should I hear you out before I take the fake point? <laughs> the blood will be an unpleasant experience. Okay. Okay. So that's fine. It's gonna so. be really salty. An you... overly salty bribe. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got her in your in your uh, in your your twist, and you're you bite down onto her. Uh, you're trying for the neck, but it's more like a shoulder because she's barely being held. And but uh, but you definitely get a uh, you you tear open some some Ooh. flesh, and blood comes out, and it's like neon pink, and you suddenly feel that sweet sensation of. 
and and for a while like you actually for a moment like lose yourself and um you do get to go ahead and clear off your last uh your Ooh. your box of thirsty there okay. so go ahead Thank you. um however <laughs> however she uh she is going to like enrage and is going to um uh flip you over her shoulder onto the land and she's going to dive away with a scream um, i'm pretty sure that needs a roll <laughs> if you, you want to take this tangle farther then uh i i'm giving you an out before this turns into a, a an entrenched battle okay if you so if you want to if you want to keep going toe to toe with an ancient sea nymph well i kind of wanted to pacify her so then we could like get some information out of her is that something that will happen i or? think that ship sailed when you bit her <laughs> she's I, mean, like, I mean you know she was just trying to drown oh, my yeah. friend oh, absolutely she was gonna drown she was totally gonna drown mira like hands down there was absolute <laughs> like she was gonna drown mira. And, oh i bite her Ooh. oh yeah but like she's not gonna i think your i think your chance of pacifying her is is out the window well, what if we pacify her and take her to nuria and see how she likes the desert <laughs> anyway fine we can be done we can be done do you want to change your objective to take her captive? Like, are, are you seriously wanting no, to do that? No, well, I, I do want to do it, but we only have a two-person carpet, so I don't think yeah. it's actually... Taking well, her to Nuri as a captive is, yeah. Okay, then let's not do it. Okay. I saw the movie Splash with Tom Hanks in 1984. I know what happens when you take mermaids and weird sea creatures captive. <laughs> you end up being the bad guy, and nothing <laughs> really comes of it. Okay. All right, so... Um, besides, I think the, the getting a taste of nymph blood is awfully, I think that's very fun. I think that's a great thing to carry with you out of this. So, How did it taste? Was so it good? It tasted, <laughs> oh, it was, it was sweet. It was kind of salty. Oh, was it like ice wine? But it was. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking ice so, wine tonight. <laughs> and it was very yummy, but disappointingly weak. But, hmm, like a sea nymph. No, the sea nymph blood oh. is rich okay. and 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 it's a it's a sweet and salty blood and it is del- it is amazing and in fact it's very heady and you find your your world is kind of your world is kind of spinning and uh, Ooh, do I like it? You like it and she oh, dives no. off back into the depths of her oasis and um and and leaves the two of you alone to say you are way too much trouble than it's worth and uh disappears but your world is now absolutely spinning and you are feeling a really really deep connection to the water like oh no i'm like sitting there yeah (laughs) the the water like the water is like you you understand the you suddenly understand the like the tent like the surface tension and the 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 way it flows and the and it's just like fat like you're just sitting there contemplating the water. And Mira, you're sitting there watching her just suddenly like tripping balls on <laughs> on the little shore on the shore as the sea nymph disappeared into the depths with a with water, a anus man. scream that leaves your ears ringing a bit. Eleanor, thank you for rescuing me. God, I don't know what I don't know what got into me. I just so excited about being here with the forest and oh and her mouth is horrifyingly bright neon pink so yeah i mean, i 
that we're gonna get there I, so first I'm just, like, just kind of like shaking my head like an edge of sketch trying to like come to and just and I realize that she's sitting here kind of reeling as well just going oh my god I, I thank you for saving me I don't I don't know how I just lost control I oh my god are are you okay what happened Mira come see the water it's so beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen water this blue before. Oh, it's so soft and velvety. Oh, do you think that we could have we could just sleep by the water tonight? I mean, considering now that we know who lives in it and who we know isn't pleased with us, I think maybe a fair distance from the shore might be a safer place to, you know, sleep. But but I agree, the water's beautiful, and and we should definitely spend some more time here, maybe in the daylight. Um, oh, we could just are, stay here. It's so nice. It's so refreshing. So cool. So you are you have the you're gonna carry the aspect for a little while of drunk on on uh, on drunk on the sea. Let's call it that. Drunk on the Love sea. It. <laughs> so you guys can attempt to overcome that aspect at any time, but it's gonna take a, but it's gonna hang around until until you do. So it's sort of like a consequence that doesn't actually fill up any of your consequence slots, okay. and I don't have any invokes on it. Okay. Cool. So all right. So do you got do you move your camp a little further away? What do you do for the night? I think we're fine. I mean, we've beat the nymph. That's true. She's probably going to well, leave you alone. If I can convince Eleanor to go back to bed <laughs> or to get out of the water. You I it is late and we are we are so tired and and my watch isn't quite up yet. I'm I'm willing to stay up for a little while longer, but um, I, I think you should probably go get some more sleep. I, I worry for your safety if you if you sleep this close to the water. Let's, right. let's go back to camp. Can we come back in the morning and maybe go for a swim? Sure, if if you like. Yes, I would like. By to. the daylight, in the warmth of the sun, with with unfettered visibility. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. lines of sight, sure. So we I go, go with for you. A dip in the morning. Eleanor is convinced she's ready to go back to bed. All right, sounds good. So you uh you go back, you rest. The next day, you're able to go uh if you, do you, are you going to go indulge in the water a bit or are you going to take off? Yeah, I definitely think I mean cuz I still have that aspect, so you I do. definitely think Eleanor wants to go back and sort of sit and splash around. I don't know if she's gonna get all the way into the water, okay. but definitely go wading and enjoy it. You definitely get the sense, like you feel like you're enjoying the water, but on you, you definitely get a sense of like that the in the core of this little oasis, you get this, you feel a sense of sort of seething hostility coming out at you. But no, but the uh, the nymph does not make another appearance. But you can definitely feel her anger through the water. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right, so you take off, and you're heading out into the day, and you have another. Uh, you spend the next day sort of soaring out over the uh, into over the desert, and it's a long stretch of more what you would traditionally think of as you know sandy, duny desert, and you take another 
you take another camp and then the next day you head off again and this time a silt storm rises throughout the day you've you're, what is a silt storm? It's like a sand, like a sandstorm. Uh, it's a sandstorm, um, and it is whipping, wind blown, really fierce sand ripping around you, and uh, you are, uh, you have to basically, you can't. Your options are kind of bed down and try to just wait it out. Or and uh, and be you know take a take a big delay or press on through the storm and try to make your make your way through it and kind of risk the fury of the storm. There isn't very good shelter, so even hunkering down isn't a great option because there's not a lot of shelter out in this area. How do you what, what do you want to do? Uh, how do you want to try and handle the silt the the sandstorm? I feel like considering that our that we're traveling via air. I feel like that puts us at a particularly vulnerable. Oh, ab- actually, yes. Storm. I would say that the flying is, is especially dangerous. If you were going to press on, you may want to actually do so on foot. Yeah. And I think as long as we're going to be on terra firma, I think being like sheltered to whatever degree is, is a wiser choice than, than pressing forward and fighting the wind. Cause we're just going to get sandblasted. Okay, so if, in that case, Mira, would you like to try and find appropriate shelter in the uh, in the terrain? That feels yeah, like that would probably come to you. Okay, go ahead and uh, that sounds clever to me. Uh, that is uh, minus one on the dice, so I am at plus one. Okay, so you are so you can take a a uh, a success at a at a uh, at a cost um which we in this case the you we can say that the two of you get slammed around by the storm and take stress we are going to basically treat this as a one long scene through the through the montage so um the stress will not clear at the end of the sandstorm it's going to kind of continue on through this journey because you don't really get a good like this whole journey is hard enough you don't particularly get a good refreshing rest at any yeah, point throughout it, it. so yeah. you can either take stress you could uh you could invoke uh, some aspects for fate with fate points but right now you are losing by two so you will take two stress if you want to take that option i don't feel like i have anything to really add to this this is not really yeah. in your wheelhouse yeah it's not or mine i think we just take our licks and move on yeah okay both of you take two stress all right so you try to like you find a uh, you find a really meager little outcropping that kind of saves you from the worst of the storm, but like you can't set up a fire, you can't really put up a tent. Like it's just kind of awful. Um, you don't take, you're not like t- you're not taking any real injury or lasting harm, but it sucks. It is an awful, and it lasts through a day and a night. So you're basically Ugh. planted for a while and it just is awful so you are um you are hunkered down for a while and then once the storm finally passes you are able to carry on you wake up the next morning after a really awful night where you barely sleep and you're both like half 
covered in in a in a bank of sand and it's just awful your whole you're going to spend the whole next day just feeling really gritty Where's and, that oasis and we need it right where's a bath yeah there's no bath in sight <laughs> this is a uh, however as you start moving um as you uh you you're, you'll then pass through a, a smaller town harak you are able to go you're able to actually spend a night in a, in a in an inn if you want you're able to uh clean up a bit get some food that kind of thing and then continue on your trip do we get to take any stress off or does that continue with us now we're going to continue on just okay. because that's, that's yeah just because this is an ongoing engagement um so we're going to continue on and you're you're now passing into the trade road that runs up through coromel and then up into and then you know the trade road runs around to the side but you're going to be able to keep flying over this wetlands area direct to Nuria. But as you're all, as you're coming along the trade road, you actually, um, you actually find yourself, um, as you're, um, camped down for a, for a lunch. Um, there's an entire, uh, coming up upon you. You, you see sand in the uh, kind of a sand cloud in the distance and approaching is a large band of traders on camels with a wagon. And uh, as they get closer, you realize that they are a caravan of knoll merchants. So do you want to... Are they, they're coming towards us, coming from Nuria, and they're going... In the opposite direction, or do we kind of... So they're actually coming up the, the road. Direction? They're coming up the road from the south. So they're heading north on the trade road. Surely they're probably on the road that will bend around and head to Nuria uh, eventually. You're, you're temporarily paralleling the road. Okay. And uh, you will eventually depart, but they'll be taking the road the whole way. I think I'm moving toward the same destination. Okay. So... Are you going to hide? Are you going to just sit there and let them pass? Are you like how do you want Aren't we to... on our magic carpet? You are you are you are hunkered down for a for lunch when this is happening. Oh, I think so we're just down. gonna let them pass. Okay. Me personally. Yeah, I think we don't wanna entangle ourselves with strangers at mm -hmm. the moment. Stranger danger. Okay. So and, are you going uh, to we've lasted, like, we've hide and avoid the them? Or the are biggest you... problem. No, I think we're just gonna just gonna sit there and just let them. Bounce. Yeah, if they okay. come mess with us, they will be sorry. Okay. All right. So as they uh, as they come by, they uh, as they come up to you, they um they call the the leader calls a halt, and he's a very slender looking knoll, and he's actually the single best groomed knoll that you have ever seen. Yeah. And he's uh, he's actually dressed really well. And uh, he looks down to you and goes, Ho there! How have your travels been so far? Um, good afternoon. Our travels have been just, just fine. How have yours been? Ah, they have been glorious. My name is Alor, and this is my, this is my trading fleet. I don't suppose you would be I don't suppose you are looking for any supplies or interested in any exotic goods. Do you have a taste for fine wines? I have some of the best in the region. Ooh, 
You know, my friend could perhaps use something. And I look to Mira, because Mira always needs stuff, supplies. That's true. I just, I feel like we just got to get out of, we got to recover from last night. We got to recover from the storm and, and I don't, I don't know. I, I see I see the opportunity presenting itself. I just I think my priorities are just I am exhausted from the night before. I just got to get out. Well, I think that um, Porter just said that we had a night resting in that. You you um, did get a town. break in town. Yeah, you did actually get a, a break after the silt storm. You had, you were able to spend a, a night in the oh, town. Right, right, right. right, right okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I no worries. Okay. So we've had baths and we're good now. So you still have your, you still have your stress cause you've been pushing yourself, yeah. but you, uh, you did get a little bit of a recoup after the sandstorm, okay. but still traveling sucks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of, you don't forget, you don't soon forget a storm like that. The <laughs> nights like that are terrible. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, do you have any supplies, um, of the, possibly arcane nature do you have any any mystical things any items of any particular curiosity that that might be of interest i can we're not really traveling for pleasure so i don't believe that wine is is of our of our priority but i'm always interested in in rare items i come across ah i see you are adventurers aren't you out yeah. Looking for trouble, I I presume. Come, yes, I have uh, I have just the thing. And he 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 hops down off of his camel, and he's in re a really nice, uh, fine silk robe with with a really beautiful purple trim, and uh, a very nice uh, matching purple head wrap with uh, with some gold uh, gold embroidery accents. And he he leads you back to one of his wagons, pulls out a little. Uh, a small chest and opens it up and he has its velvet lined case with a bunch of different potions, each one glowing a, a different sort of mystical color. These are clearly enchanted potions. And uh, he, he sort of gestures a hand across the, uh, across the collection. And uh, this one here is a, is a traditional healing potion, closing your wounds instantly. This one here is said to give you the strength of ten men. This one here allows you to move like the wind. This one here makes you invisible to the undead. I picked the. I, I gathered these from a merchant in, uh, from an alchemist in Perzor down south. His work is very good. I have dealt with him many times before. His products are of the finest quality. How much for the entire case? He looks like complete, like no one ever asked for the entire... The entire case. I, if you take the entire case for a thousand gold, then I will give you the entire. I will give you the case as well to keep them safe. What else do you have? I have many fine trade goods. I have commodities and silk and wines, and but uh, in terms of the 
mystical sorts of goods that tend to entice adventurers like yourselves that i assume ah, this is this is what i this is what i carry i don't tend to deal in the magical side of things very much i'm looking at mira i i, I can read your mind i know <laughs> i i saw your pocket do you have a long you. trip i, I have got yourself a little purse i have very good i have excellent rations and food there's very light, but very nutritious and much more pleasant than the standard standard mm. street rations. Mm. You must be on a long journey, I assume. Does your road take you through Natal? Through, or does your road take you through Nuria? It does. It's yes. a long journey on foot. You will eat much better and feel when and keep your strength with, with what I care. He, he goes and finds another box and opens up. And sure enough, it looks like actually like really good trail rations and it's a lot better than the 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 bland stuff you've been eating i mean we have 12 figs we have 12 this is is what they're for this is exactly what they're for and i just i want to make sure if we're going to let one go i want to make sure we're getting enough to make the deal sweet enough like we're gonna need i mean i'll take the wine we're gonna need good food plus the potions and these potions are very, very interesting to us. The trail rations are interesting to us. And you know, we'd like some very good wine. We also could use mm, maybe some nice bedrolls. And do you have any weapons? Of course I carry weapons. What is your... They're... they're... Of the more traditional variety, but if you need armaments... Your, your best weapons. He goes and he uh, he takes you to another wagon a little further back. And uh, there's a collection of, you know, some spears and daggers. But then he opens up a... He pulls open a thing of... What, what would you... What, what would you like, Eleanor? Yeah, what, what are would, you shopping for? Yeah, what would Eleanor... Like, I, I can... I can I can totally flex this to what's gonna make you happy because you know why not? I want not? a really awesome whip. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm liking this side of Eleanor because <laughs> you can do a lot with a whip. You sure can, especially with clever. All right, <laughs> you're gonna close life, this, aren't you? <laughs> I'm gonna like grab him oh, yeah. and like pull him or um, lasso or all good for the alright, cool. So um yes, he holds out a uh um he's he's showing you like a bunch of elegant knives and a, a scimitar and a some spear and then you see poking out of the th- out of a another thing, it look you see a uh a, a golden lion's head pommel. Ooh. Ooh. On a black leather, and you're like, wait a second. That what? What is that over there? Oh, this is. He pulls it out, and it is. It is a long black leather whip with gold threads weaved mm. throughout the whole black. Ooh. So it's black and gold, Ooh. and uh, and uh, it is a. He he. This is a. This whip came from all the way down south in Mercuria. It was used as a ceremonial 
as a ceremonial whip by the uh by the taskmasters down there but this is one has never actually been used it was produced for the purpose and i acquired it from the uh, gladiator pits oh would you mind if i and i sort of gesture oh, that i'd like to just give it a whirl of course and i take it and crack it he he, he like starts <laughs> i'd like you to add this to the pile as well I'm very well, my lady. And then I look to uh, Mira if there's any weapons that, that Mira would like to add. No, I mean, this this is all kind of conjuring like a whole lot of flashbacks for me because... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, if I've even gone back into this part of my backstory, but I mean, this is, my, this is what my parents yeah, did. Yeah, you grew and, up like, as a traitor. Yeah, conventional weaponry I just find, like, so distasteful. Just, like, the clashing of steel. Like, it's just so, like, brutish. I'm just, like, anybody could just swap metal blades around, you know, city to city. And just, it's not a very artful way of fighting. It's not my favorite. So I think I'd rather just kind of sit alone with my magics and my wood and... I'm just, if it's your thing, that's fine. It's just, it does not, it does not raise anything for me. Um, so I'm good on weapons, um, but I am very curious about those potions. Oh, you, we're getting those potions. You know what oh, yeah. else would be pretty useful to you in your days to come? Is a map. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're just looking at the map, so true. I don't even it's assume. I'm like, we're just half the map. I can agree that because we... As players have a map, <laughs> correct. Our characters do not. <laughs> correct. Um, That's a good point. And I and uh, I think Mira, we have never really got. We have had not a lot of opportunities to use this, but um, I think this is a great opportunity to um, to compel your uh, your aspect of stop selling. I feel like this is a chance for you to like go haggle. And, but in order for it to be a, com so I, you, you, we, you could just get in there and start, start haggling and see if you can get more stuff thrown in. But if you would be interested in a compel, then it has to create a complication of some kind. So it doesn't have, we, we don't have to go this route, but I'm just throwing it now, out there. That I do have a background stunt called expert negotiator. Oh my gosh, you do. I do. Tapping into experience as a trader and deals maker, as an overcome, gain plus two to clever in instance of negotiation. Okay. That's exactly where we are right now. And I'm not negotiating. You're, I'm shopping. You're I'm shopping. just adding to my pile. <laughs> I'm going to give them a fig and we're going home. I mean, well, I think that's going to that's gonna be what it comes down to is. So, um, so here's, here's my suggestion is that what you have called up thus far is actually appropriate. So the potions, the re the, 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 the supplies, the fine, the fine whip is all pretty appropriate to the cost of a fig. Mira, my suggestion is, uh, is that with your haggling is to get a very fine, he is a very fine quality map thrown in at no additional cost. Um, if you can succeed on a three, Dif on a three uh, difficulty. Okay. Well, he doesn't know he's getting a fig yet. 
I and I'm just I'm saying that's where I, I'm going to suggest let's okay. let's get if you want okay. a the the fine map is an incredibly expensive oh, thing okay. in this in this uh, society circumstance a you know very broad generally you know basic thing is fairly easy to come by but a good quality map of the areas of your you're dealing with is actually an extremely valuable asset. So, especially because we then won't have to rely on any locals that we will have to just spontaneously trust to tell us where stuff is and what's going on. Correct. So in that case, I like that. So if, yeah, so if you want to, uh, um, if you can succeed, so if, if you don't want to push for the thing, it'll just be a, you don't even have to roll. You guys can just pull this off. But if you want to get the map thrown in for free at the cost of one fig, then all of this can be yours. Yes, for the low, low price. Uh, so one big, um, my dear Alor, you seem to be quite the shrewd businessman, and I would like to, I would like to. You you have met some some accomplished cartographers in your travels, correct? Oh, the best! Traveling I, merchants such as yourself. I carry a wide supply of maps. What are you? What what region would you like it to cover? Um, mainly, we'd like a map of of Nuria, but the surrounding regions to the highest degree of detail that you have in your inventory. He uh, he pulls out a uh, a box, and there each one has a, a several scroll cases, and he unwraps kind of a couple different there's one that really focuses on like the river region of the Nuri and Natal kind of river section there's one that extends much further south that's a that that uh heads down into the the uh areas all the way down to um the Black Lotus Mesa way far south there's a big wide map that is nice but covers a big area and thus the detail is a little on the thin side and there is one that is heading um that hap is heading off to the east down to seawall um but it actually happens to also encompass Paranu in decent detail ooh you can tell that the cart Paranu was not the intent of this map like the eastern area to help someone navigate down to seawall is really the focus but it happens to have a fairly nice coverage of the area between Nuria and Paranu as well that's what we need that is the map you want i'm looking at you i'm looking yeah. at the map i'm like that i one. believe this i believe this this final map will be uh, will be of our greatest use to us. So, in in terms of payment, I I believe we've we've uh, amassed a uh, a healthy shopping basket. Um, we'd like to settle up. I reach into and... my uh, to my little pocket so they can't really see, and then I just kind of bring it out. He looks confused. I'm going to let Mira sort of... Good sir, do you know what treasure my companion holds in her hand that could be yours? 
He looks <laughs> really befuddled. What, uh, it, is this a joke? Oh no. Oh no. This is this is about the most serious and and rarest treasure you may ever come across in your lifetime. This is one fig of eternal life. It is only grown in the oasis of figs. A, and now I'm like, I'm getting all wistful because I'm just like, it is true. They are rare and it doesn't ever happen to anybody. So the oasis of figs only appears once and unannounced and unbeknownst to anyone. I know the, he, he, he cuts, I know the <laughs> legends of the figs. How do you come to have the, he's, he's listening. Ooh, do not tell him who we are. It does not matter how we have it. What matters is you could have it. <laughs> he, he comes down to your hand and he doesn't touch. I don't let he, him touch. Yeah, he, he comes down and he, no touchy. He sniffs. Do, do we have a deal? This could keep you young and handsome and strong for many, many years. Or you could exchange it for a fortune beyond your wildest dreams. This could be the most valuable treasure that you may ever possess in your lifetime. Certainly the most rare. Roll them. All right. I feel like I'm aiding her. Because <laughs> I'm being a nice little Vanna White for her as I'm showing it and letting him see like it. Man. Uh, I think she's... I, I... Okay, that is plus one on the dice. So that is three... And uh, as my expert negotiator, that's yeah. game plus two to clever, so that is a five. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You're good. All right. He uh, he takes a moment and then looks at kind of the pile of stuff he's giving you, and then looks at the thing. This is truly an a fig from the oasis of figs. I promise on my life. Is there any way, like, I, I would assume the figs look they, different. Yeah, they so look, they... they're like, they're like iridescent gold. Like, they're clearly not natural. It's a, it, so it's a, it's not hard to convince him at okay. all that they are magical and special. It's a question of like, are they really the figs? So. So I can, I, I'm like, as I'm, I pick up the fig and I scratch the skin with my fingernail and it like magically closes back of up course because you are the up. keeper of the figs and you know exactly what they yeah that's very very nice okay so yes he uh he takes a moment and he he looks around he looks at you again you have a deal i like this and then he uh uh, he he pauses for a second and rummages around and comes out with a very with a perfect little 
uh, a little case lined in velvet that was probably used for some kind of jewelry or something. Let us put it in here. I will take, I want to take good care of this treasure. Closes yes, you it. will, my friend. And uh, he he has his uh, his folks kind of help arrange you his uh, arrange your your uh, the your purchases and and get them off the wagons and everything and and uh, he shakes your hands. I hope I hope you ladies have us enjoy safe travels, and that the and that the uh, the glory of a ten will follow you. And uh, he he makes a symbol, the kind of a gesture of the holy, the uh, a holy gesture of the uh, the the religion of Aten, which is one of the a very jealous sun god down here in uh, the region. And uh, and he claps his hands, let us go. And uh, he hops up on his camel and waves at you, and his whole caravan carries on, carrying on with the last leg of our of our travel montage. Um, before you reach Nuria. So you uh you are you 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 pass through Coromel and then you're kind of paralleling the trade route for a while as it heads north and then as the trade route bends west as it kind of heads up to Nefero and then will eventually bend back east coming down to Nur coming to Nuria, you instead get to break north across this big wetlands. It, it, we're gonna uh, say you uh, this last point. You have uh, you're touching down to camp uh, in a before you kind of make your last big jump over the river. The next day, you kind of need to make a stop because you're if you keep going, you're gonna be kind of heading right over the river in the dark and in the night, and it's not a good not good timing. So you're kind of taking a slightly early stop because you see a good area to touch down. And it's, uh, you're in a big wetlands area. So it's not an oasis. Everything around is actually now getting pretty lush. This is actually really pleasant for you, for you, Mira. Oh, yeah. And you see an area with some good, it's a good watering hole. It looks very, there's a lot of kind of rich, thick brown mud. Um, and as you touch down and you explore, but you see that it's actually a muddy hot springs. And. Oh. And uh, it, it smells, it doesn't smell good, but Mira, you recognize something that, that you, like, it, it's it's got a very distinctive touch to it that makes you realize that there is a, like, there must be a geothermal hot springs going on around here. Because it's got that, like, sulfury smell touch that is all, oh, that, yeah. like, only comes yeah, with. The worse they smell, the better they're going to be. Absolutely. And you're seeing, like, this rich this rich mud that's just like del you know really nice and uh um so mira go ahead and make a uh, a clever roll um plus zero oh man i got minus 2 on the dice and my clever is plus 2 okay so you recognize that this is definitely very it's it, there is absolutely a geothermal hot springs going on. This is really high, high grade mud and it's very pleasant and would probably be used. You, you could do you can do like a really pleasant um, uh, like like it, this is a place you can kind of really do a nice relax um, 
Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm thinking like, not only would it, it would be sort of like spiritually relaxing, but I definitely want to do a mask on my, on my mummy rot. Oh, okay. Like really do some healing therapeutic mud bath on my, on my mummy rot situation. Okay. So as you are sitting there and you, you guys are enjoying a really nice spa facial break. I'm still loving the water. Oh, yes. Once I get into it, it's like, ooh, it's just like nice cozy. Just rummage around. Yep. I like it. That sounds good. Um, Actually, um, I am going to offer you a compel on your intoxicated by the, by the, or was it drunk on the sea? Yes. For you to um, actually go get deeper into the hot spring and enjoy the hot water a little Ooh, bit more. Yes. Okay. So you, um, you start going, you, you've been kind of doing the, the mud facial body, body rub with Mira. And then you, you, re, you, you decide to go, uh, and enjoy the, uh, the, the rocky lined hot spring and you go and you're in your, the water is just so nice and then you're looking at the you're you're kind of sitting among the rocks and you're you you get in kind of up to your you know you're sitting on a little rocky bench it's all the way up to your your chest and then you see some white rocks over on the side um and then you realize that those aren't those aren't rocks that's like eggs mm. but they're really odd eggs like you've not seen an egg like that before they're really really oblong and uh and then you see a log in the water start to move oh, and you no. realize that it's not actually like it looks like a trunk of a tr- like a trunk of a tree that was but now you realize no nah, you know that's a really really big ass crocodile like enormous <laughs> crocodile I am going to very carefully okay carefully try to not move very much because I don't want the crocodile I don't know if the crocodile seen me but I don't want him to do a bunch of splashing sure so I'm going to try sounds to covert quickly mm-hmm. and covertly get out of the water okay go ahead and give me a covert a covert role. Do not draw the attention. Um, minus two on the dice, but then my covert is plus two, so I've got a zero. Okay, difficulty is three for this for oh. most of this entire challenge. So you are, uh, if you let it stand, you're going to have a uh, crocodile, a ginormous crocodile, start okay, chasing you. So I'm gonna pay a fate point, and once I realize that I'm not being stealthy and it's like sort of seen me, okay. I jump up and scream and run away really fast. So what are you invoke what 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 are you invoking here for uh to to do that? <laughs> what fate cuz you fate points require I'm not invoking, an aspect. I'm I'm just going off my lizard brain of run away. Lady on a mission. Lady on a like, mission. Get out of the pool. That's my mission. How about you do that and he's going to come chase you and we're going to we're going to we're going to just let that kind of progress. Yeah, that I'm not buying that. 
but it sounds like a perfectly pr- appropriate course of action when you realize that you're co- that you have failed at being covert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. So Mira, you hear her scream and flail, and you see her. Uh, are you bathing naked in the hot hot tub? Yes, I probably am because okay. we don't have swimsuits. Yeah. So you see a, you dipping. see Eleanor come running across out of the uh, the the hot spring a little ways away where you've been you've been hanging out in the mud pots. She's moved over to the husband, and suddenly she screams and comes running, and then you see a crocodile. The size of like a car God. crashing out of the water, chasing after her. So I'm butt naked. Yes, you streaking are streaking across. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> the rocks. I mean, we both are, but I'm also covered in mud, and so if I got out, I'd be naked and slippery. That's right. You're yes, you are both. Uh, <laughs> this is a hot mess for both of you, and so. The I'm running towards Mira, so I'm hoping geez. Mira's gonna save me. I don't know how Mira's gonna save me, but I'm hoping. Crocodiles can't pivot. Run in a zigzag. Zigzag. <laughs> okay. Zigzagging. So the crocodile is going to make. Well, this is where we'll we'll run this as a as a uh, as a as a chase. The crocodile is going to make its pursuit roll, and then the two of you. Have to you don't have to be the fastest. You just have to be faster than the other guy. Um, <laughs> you you both need to su- succeed at. Now it is it is big and it is surprisingly crocodiles are surprisingly fast, but still it's not it's it's not it's it's not horribly mobile. So it is going to be it's it's rolling on a plus two. All right, and it's a zero on the dice, so it is a two. So the two of you, uh, it, it is coming at you, and the two of you need to evade or or uh lose it in uh in whatever ways you decide well so i'm gonna reach kind of behind me and uh channel some of these like um you know swampy yeah swampy wetland trees and i wanted to i want to find the, the the biggest one sort of within my sort of immediate reach and just kind of in, and just fell it as like a fallen tree to at least give him some obstacle to well, oh, that would okay. impede his momentum. I want to fall a tree behind us in front of him so that he has an obstacle at least to slow him down so we can make a getaway. All right, go ahead and uh, do a create advantage with your magic. That sounds clever. <laughs> You'd think so. Oh, it's minus three on the dice. My dice have just not done me well tonight. Do you want to, uh, you, you, this is kind of your wheelhouse and do you want to invoke your high concept and re-roll that? I am re-rolling. You can hardly do worse Spend a fate point. (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That is plus two on the dice and my clever is plus two. So that was four. Okay, so that is a success. You, uh, um, and uh, so you go ahead, you create a, uh, you, you, uh, fell, you're able to fell a, uh, tree that was mostly, mostly, uh, dead, but like hanging on, and you're able to, uh, topple it over, and, uh, you have a, uh, a, um, a, uh, tree uh oh my gosh what's the word uh bear a tree barricade with one free invoke 
So, um, Eleanor. A tree barricade. Yeah. One invoke. So she drops a tree behind it in between you and it. And so you have a chance to get some good distance here. Good. I'm going to zigzag. Okay. <laughs> and I'm still running away. I think I'm just going to, I don't have any weapons. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything. I think I'm just trying to make a beeline to the, where the carpet and everything yeah. is. So go ahead and. I just want to uh, get away from it. Okay. Are you fast or clever? I'm fast. Okay. Um, so I've got a one on the dice and my fast, I've got a plus three. Okay. And then if you want to take, um, if you want to take Mira's invoke, that gives you a success with style. Yeah, but she might need that. That's true. Okay. Boost. You can save it. So you, okay. So you succeed. If I succeed, then I'll just take that okay. and leave the boost. So we'll basically say that that round, since, uh, that you were far enough away, Mira, that he wasn't uh, an immediate threat to you, but in this round, you both need to start moving. So. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we'll determine his pursuit here. Uh, he's a negative one on the dice, so he's only, a, you've only got a difficulty one to deal with. Um, and, uh, if you can bolt, you both need two more victories to get out of here. So a single success will get you one victory. A success with style gets you two victories. Okay. So if you bolt, you both need to get yourself two, two wins. Okay. So I think Mary would go next, yep. right? Go ahead. Yeah, so I am also going to bolt, and the fastest we can sort of put ourselves together and uh, get back to the carpet, the better. So, here's my fast. Oh, my God. Also, minus three. What the heck? Oh, no. I mean, I want to re-roll, but what you do can, I re-roll for just being so slow? <laughs> you can invoke your, uh, you can invoke your tree, your felled tree or your tree barricade. Oh, and right, in, right, right. And for a re-roll, um, and basically that yes. you can say the, uh, the, that he's struggling to get over the tree and that, that gives yes. you, yep. And that you can use it for that a re-roll as well. And, and Eleanor, let me keep it. So here we go. Yep. Okay. Well, that's something zero on the dice and my fast is plus two. Okay, that still beats his one. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, so you get one victory, Eleanor. I'm still running. Okay. Running for the hills. Okay, so that is a plus two on the dice, and then my fast is plus two, so that is a four. So that makes you a, uh, that gives you a successful style. So you are a clean getaway at this point. I've just left Mira to, in the mud. Bye. Mira is Mira is, <laughs> is still trailing behind you in the mud. So Mira, he is still coming after you. Um, so you could potentially Eleanor create advantage this round okay. with uh, since you have made it to the carpet. <laughs> so Eleanor, uh, or sorry, Mira, his pursuit. Ooh, his pursuit this time is a four. Ooh. Okay, so I. Hmm. I mean, wetlands. Are we talking like swamp? Are we talking like hanging vines? Is this like think like like uh? Or is this like reeds and mangroves and stuff? Yeah, this is like geothermal, like hot pots. So there's like not a lot of uh, there's some very thin, scrubby. There's a the the tree that you fell was like one of the few trees around and it's been most it's been on the decline for a long time like this isn't a mm -hmm. great tree spot there's trees along ways but there is like vegetation it's just mm -hmm. very severe vegetation okay um 
trying to think what giant ass crocodiles are vulnerable to. Um, so I, I would like to, uh, sort of channel and reconnect with that log that the tree that is now a log that he's yep. trying to scale over yep. and, um, promote some pretty slippery, like algae moss kind of mm. basically make the, make the obstacle that he is trying to clamber against or clamber over, um, make it super duper slippery so that his little claws can't quite find purchase and will buy us more time to get out. So wait, are you, okay. So I'm promoting slippery algae growth. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so instead of, so are you, are you trying to lock him down with a, with a, instead of run away yourself, are you trying, do you want to create advantage on him? I, I want to get to the carpet such that, no, I want him to not be able to get across it so that we can, so that I can get to where Eleanor is to get away. Got it. Okay. So. So I guess it's not like dominating him. It's not like defeating him in any way. It's just adding another element between us. So not just physical obstacle, but slippery surface. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Okay, I'm retiring these dice. That is the third triples, triple minus. Oh, my so, gosh. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I have all these bait points. It's like. Yeah, you I'm need really. them. You've needed them tonight. I've got an idea of how to help create an advantage. Okay, what's your thought? So I, I'm I'm ahead, and so I kind of yeah. stop to catch my breath, and I look behind me, and I can see the crocodile still is gaining on Mira. Uh-huh. She looks to be struggling a bit. Um, and so I know the crocodiles compete with other large animals. Yes. Um, and I want to make Mira look like a giant tiger. Sure. Okay. You see? Ooh, oh, that, she just showed, she just found a photo of a tiger wrestling a crocodile. That's hilarious. And winning, I hope. It, it looks like it's winning. Yes, it's, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got, it's, uh, it's on its back. And yeah, that's a really, that's funny. Um, that's very clever. Yes. Okay. So hold on. Me, uh, I guess you guys are going simultaneously, so you could affect Mira's action here. That's what I'd like. I just want to give her some advantage. So okay. The croc- I just want to scare the crocodile. We don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to mess with the crocodile. We yeah, just want to get away. away. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so we'll we'll let this happen kind of simultaneously. So that would be a plus four, because I've got one on the dice, and my clever uh-huh. is plus three. So, Mira, you look like a giant. You are a glamoured giant tiger, and with uh, with an with one free invoke that you can use in your own escape as well. So, can I use that? Then my I'm a giant tiger aspect um, uh, aspect to invoke to reroll my sure sure resurface fail. Yes, we'll say you. You fake roar at him, and he's and that'll that'll get yeah 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 okay, and he'll slip around and in, in in recoil, sure. Okay. 
That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So we got plus one on the dice and my clever is plus two. So that would be plus three. Okay. So he still had a four this time. Four. So what we're going to say is he slips and slides and record the, the, he, you turn into a giant tiger. It makes him like recoil and slips and slides on log the tree and uh, makes it over and is coming, still coming at you. He doesn't get to you, but you scramble, you're scrambling away. Mira, take one more, take one more stress. That's fair. Okay. And you did not amass any successes that time, but you've bought yourself time and you now have some aspects in play. Okay. Okay. So now uh, he's going to pursue again. And he is right at you. Ooh, he has a five. Oh, God. Face to face with a giant crocodile in his best role of the Yes. Encounter. Yes. Uh, my dice are on fire. <laughs> so, yes, ginormous crocodile is like he is, he is barreling down on you now and he is angry. And uh, he's looking to wrestle with a giant tiger. Oh, no. But he certainly doesn't. You do not seem like easy food now, but he's definitely coming for you. But I want to. Can I take my turn? Sure. I, I figure I've kind of made it back to our stuff. Sure. I grab my whip. Okay. And I'm going to. Back, back, back. <laughs> Okay. Sort of like a lion tamer, but I'm a crocodile tamer. All right. Sounds While good. While I'm naked. This sounds like uh, <laughs> this sounds like a create advantage with bold. Yes. Or very cleverly creating an advantage with I bold. I think this is very What about I, brutal? This is, that whip is brutal. Sure. I'm going to take it you can down. Be, all right, you can be brutal. <laughs> No, that gives me a one. Oh, math. I'm paying a fate point because I'm a lady on a mission. Okay. My friend is in trouble again tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you should invoke your fancy new whip aspect. Is that an aspect? You've got a gear slot. I assumed you were putting the whip in your gear slot. Oh, no, I didn't do that. I could, yeah. You should. That's an awesome gear gear aspect. That's precisely what gear slots are for. Fancy new whip. Yes. All right. Crocodile tamer. Crocodile tamer. You gotta name your whip. Okay, I will name it. You have a crocodile tamer with one free aspect, Um, and uh, or you know, crack like thunder, something like that. Um, Okay, so Mira, this is now your chance to get away, and you have a you have a free invoke from uh, from Eleanor that you can use to help. But you do need to beat a five. So it's my. I can invoke her whip. The as- yeah, she she's created a she's created the aspect for your benefit of trying to cow him. Yes, okay. you have a plus two to your roll. Yeah. Uh, okay, and for clarification, I look like a tiger, but I do not possess the physicality or powers of a giant tiger. Correct. He's coming at us like all teeth, gaping maw, the whole thing. Yep, that little, that crocodile steamroll run. Yeah, that whole thing. Um, This is the time when zigzagging is very effective. 
For sure, but I mean, we're at the carpet, and like I, I just want to get. You are not at the carpet yet. This would be so. This is your. This I'm is not your last. No, this is your run to get to the carpet. If you guys could get to the once you get to the carpet, you're clean. It's still only zero on the dice, so I'm still plus two. Um, but I will invoke whip crack, and that puts me at plus four. Yep. And he's at a five. He's at a five. And. Can I also invoke Tiger Form? Yes, you have an aspect on that that you can use as well. So that would put me at six. Okay, there you go. So you, um, you, you fake a Tiger Roar that the glamour amplifies into an enormous, uh, an enormous roar. And uh, between the crack and the tiger roar, and he swerves out of the way, and you take the opportunity to leap up onto the carpet. And the two of you swoop out of here. Yes. So you end up spending a a not uh, a, a spending a a much less pleasant night somewhere else, a little ways away. Uh, but you did enjoy a very nice uh, a very nice facial temporarily, and uh, you you managed to get away from an angry crocodile protecting its uh, protecting its nest. And from there, you uh, you rest. Must be nesting season. It's nesting season, and then you uh, the next day you fly over the uh, river Nuria. It is enormous, and uh, you see some uh, some trade merchant barges kind of floating down the down the river, uh, and then you uh, on the other side of the river you cross over some more wetlands, and then you reach the grand city of Nuria. 